Hi, it's Terence Wallace, and welcome to my new series, Stories from the Road. In 2014, I decided to leave the corporate world behind and start my own business, Indelible Adventures Inc. This is a culmination of my writing, photography, speaking, and travel, and uh, gave me a great opportunity to travel the world. And so, with my writing, I've been able to gather and collect many stories from all my adventures. So this series is a dedication to all of those stories. I hope you enjoy them. In today's episode, we're going to explore Shanghai. Bold, brash Shanghai is China's glamour city, where the faded glory of its treaty past history exists hand in glove with the soaring skyline and the brilliant future of this fantastic city. Shanghai was opened to trade in 1842 after the Opium Wars and subsequently carved up into the concessions by foreigners from around the world. This experiment gave the city its global soul, its thirst for progress and its knack for international commerce. However, such foreign dominance also created a cauldron for resentment and the Chinese Communist Party held its first meeting here in 1921. Revolution marched alongside the old Shanghai's decadent ways, finally winning over the city in May 1949. Since 1978, Shanghai has been on a vast growth trajectory, transforming its skyline, economy and building boom, and innovation. Shanghai itself is spread over some 6,340 square kilometres, or 2,448 square miles, and is home to 24.3 million people. So this is one of the true megacities of our time. Sam and I stayed in an area called the Bund, which is situated along the Hangpu River and at the heart of the international settlement, which has been the traditional home of all foreign powers since China opened itself up to the West way back in the 1800s. The Huangpu is a tributary of the mighty Yangtze River and given its proximity to the sea has made Shanghai into one of the most important trading centers in China. It's plainly obvious with its constant flow of river traffic, including barges, freighters and container ships all plying their trade along this muddy waterway in a non-stop 24-hour day cavalcade of traffic. It's so cool to watch. From the very moment we set forth into Shanghai, I felt like I was in a National Geographic documentary with all of the sights, sounds and smells that you'd expect in such an exotic locale. In fact, I could almost hear Sir Richard Attenborough narrating as we walked. Yes, it was that cool. Did someone say BBC documentary? Hmm, sounds and feels like it. For me, one of the highlights of our trip was the early morning walks along the Bund toward the Suzhou Creek. Now, although I didn't participate, it was great to sit and watch all of the groups doing their morning activities, from Tai Chi to Kung Fu to exercising by running or walking along the Bund. This incredible boardwalk runs the length of the old international settlement along the Huangpu River. 
As with all our travels, Sam and I wandered until we got lost in the Ho Meng and Yu Yan Gardens residential neighborhoods that surround the international settlement. Clearly, we were in the true China that we'd always imagined, with its narrow streets and alleyways, the unfamiliar smells, and teeming local markets. As a reminder, there are a few English street signs evident, and so use your phone to navigate. Now, one of the things that really took some getting used to was that people would stop and stare at you right on the street, as if you're an anomaly or an animal in a zoo. Quite strange, but I guess given where we were in the parts of the city that weren't frequented by foreigners, that was probably pretty normal. In fact, to find any tourists at all, you actually had to go to the Nanjing Road pedestrian street and shopping area. But even then, there weren't a lot of foreigners in the crowds, which I was a little surprised with, but I suppose given the time of year, because we were there at Christmas, it sort of made sense. Sam and I wanted to share with you some of the must-sees on your trip to Shanghai. Firstly, accommodations. Finding a hotel along the Bund or within the international settlement area is definitely the place to stay on your visit to Shanghai. Bund is home to a plethora of gorgeous Victorian buildings that adorn the Hangpu and have been fully renovated to serve the accommodation needs for the ever-burgeoning tourist flow. We were fortunate enough to stay at the La Suites Orient on Jingling Road, which was very reasonably priced and that provided an excellent breakfast, both eastern and western options available. We had a view of the river and the adjacent Pudong area of the city and easy access to the Bund and boardwalk and ferry services, which were literally across the road. One of my favourite places to visit outside the international settlement and French concession areas was Poudon. Poudon is considered the modern face of Shanghai with its brightly coloured skyline and tall towers. This area is home to many of the world's most prestigious companies and financial institutions, including the Shanghai Stock Exchange. Separating the old and new Shanghai is the fast-moving Huangpu River. Incredibly, it wasn't until 1993 that Pudong, which up until that time had been mostly farmland, warehouses and run-down walls, that the Chinese government decided to create a special economic zone called the Lingzhou Finance and Trade Zone. Okay, okay, my Chinese isn't great, but I gave it a shot. Every structure you can see has been developed in the past 25 years and truly has become the face of Shanghai. Now, to get to Pudong from the international settlement, there are a host of ferry services that run across the Hangpu River. To get an incredible view, Walk to the Oriental Pearl Tower, which is 468 metres high, or 1535 feet, for the best views of Shanghai and the Wangpu. Now you may have to wait for a line, but it's well worth the wait, and the 360 degree views of the city are spectacular. Another great place to visit is the Yu Gardens. The Yu Gardens is a traditional walled city within the city, 
full of authentic buildings and temples and definitely worth a stroll early in the morning before it becomes too busy. Now unfortunately you know it's very touristy when you can find a Starbucks and that being said there's a Starbucks right there within the U Gardens. However that being said it just made us more aware to get outside our comfort zone and to walk into other neighborhoods in the city. An important tip to remember is always bring a hotel business card with you which has the address in English and Shanghainese plainly printed so that if you need to take a taxi you're able to provide this to the taxi driver so he can take you back to your hotel. China is very safe so there's no need to be afraid of getting lost However, very few people in Shanghai speak English and so having the hotel card with you will be an important thing to have in your wallet. A fun activity to do is haggle. The price you see is never the price you pay or that you should even consider paying in the markets that abound the city of Shanghai. The general rule is to offer half the price and be prepared to walk away if the shopkeeper is unwilling or unable to budge on the price. You'll find one that is prepared to haggle for your price, but it may take some patience and often the use of your fingers or a calculator that they'll most often use to show you the price. A great example is that Sam and I found some teacups that we wanted to take home. We saw them priced as high as 221 and we ended up getting them 41 each. Now, even at this price, the shopkeeper was still making money on them. So don't be afraid, dive in and go for it. Transportation is another important factor when considering a trip to Shanghai. I pre-booked our airport transport into the hotel well in advance and it's worth a consideration because very few locals nor taxi drivers speak English so it can be a bit confusing and a bit of an issue getting from the Shanghai International Airport which is situated some 45 minutes outside the city to your hotel. I had arranged for the Shanghai Eastern Taxi Service to pick us up and drop us off at the hotel. We found that this was very reasonably priced at $55 each way. Now, although once in the city we tended to walk everywhere, but over the course of the three days that we were in Shanghai, we walked some 40 kilometers or 25 miles. Shanghai is flat and so very much a walking city, just as Hong Kong was. The other interesting fact is that Shanghai has the longest metro system in the world. The city currently has 11 metro lines all intertwined, surprisingly even larger than New York or Paris. The good thing is that everything is signposted in both English and Chinese and on-train stop announcements are multilingual. Metro Line 2 connects Pudong International Airport in the east and the Huanghuo Airport in the west. Always important to make sure you know what airport you're actually leaving from. Pudong is the international airport, whereas the other airport is more for domestic flights within China. Culinary Delights We had a couple of fantastic meals during our stay in Shanghai, and each was so different. The first restaurant we would recommend was called The Lost Horizon. 
It's a Tibetan Eastern Chinese mix of vegetarian and noodle dishes, along with a lot more traditional dishes of chicken and pork. Just think Silk Road or Genghis Khan. All the dishes we had were equally yummy, but definitely try the spring rolls and lamb samosas in this very casual dining establishment. It's situated only a block from our hotel, and this large and busy restaurant was amazing. The second incredible dining experience we had was very upscale and as close to the Michelin style restaurant as I've ever eaten. Incredibly beautiful plates with tantalizing dishes and courses between courses. As an example, the chef prepared duck egg soup whisked in an actual duck egg and served at room temperature. This was absolutely delicious between our courses and not on the menu at all. With an outstanding menu that boasted both English or European as well as traditional Chinese dishes, it truly was one of the highlights of our trip. If you'd like to check out this great restaurant, it's called Napa, N-A-P-A, Wine Bar and Kitchen, and it truly was one of the high points of our culinary trip to China. As you can tell, we had a fabulous time in Shanghai and would definitely recommend it as part of your itinerary to China. Zhao Wei, or goodbye in Shanghainese. If you'd like to learn more about me or my adventures, please visit my website at www.indelibleadventures.com. Thanks for listening and have a fantastic day. Until next time, ciao.